The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. How are, how goes the batter, battle, Mr. Finelli? Hoping for another Oregon victory this weekend. <laughs> Get back on the win train. Okay, I was going to say that they got a, another, and you mean like that last week they... They didn't quite get there. A little, so. little heartbreaking. Yeah. All right. If you want to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment. It's not the Pat McAfee show, so just stick to finance. <laughs> uh, phone number is 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrant.com, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Josh actually has a tank top on like Pat McAfee, but, <laughs> Do uh, I? <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why that guy insists on wearing a tank top. On the TV, it's a the little, it's a little much. Universal meathead uniform. <laughs> uh oh, you want me to give out job? Anyways, so if you want any part of the show, give us a call. Uh, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. It's been a while since we've had rainbows and butterflies. It feels like July was a long time ago when the market was up fourteen percent in remember, a month. Remember those thirteen days where it was back to stonks? Yeah, the well, stonk the world. Fourteen percent increase in the month was uh, was awesome, and then. Uh, reality struck, and, and here we are. So U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, traded down about a 1% last week. In the small-cap universe, the so U.S. small-cap stocks traded down about three-quarters of 1%. Uh, overseas, we saw international developed market stocks trade down a little over a half a percent. Uh, in the emerging markets, they were about 1% lower. Uh, and all of this has to do with the moves we're seeing in interest rates. So the most important uh, I guess direction. What's causing the direction of markets? All markets is what's going on in the interest rate complex. I know people want to think about what's you know it's awful what's going on in Israel. It's awful what's going on in Ukraine, but really markets could care less about that relative uh, to what's going on in the interest rate complex and what's going on in the bond market, uh, because that is what's driving markets more than anything else right now. Uh, so in the bond market, we saw U.S. bonds, uh, the aggregate bond index, which is sort of the uh, all-encompassing index for bonds, uh, traded down 1.8% last week. So big sell-off in the price of those bonds, which meant the yield of those bonds went higher. So when, when we talk about bonds, remember, the yields on bonds have an inverse relationship to their price. So when yields are going up, the prices of bonds are going lower. And that's why so many of you that own bond funds and bond ETFs are losing so much money. I can't figure out if you listen to the show why you haven't done anything about it, but that's why that's happening. The aggregate bond index now negative on a five-year five year trailing uh, total return basis. We're now negative as of this week. The, the 10 years, uh, almost 10 years. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a brutal, brutal place to be if you own fixed income within uh, mutual funds. We've never – the U.S. – and I have an a anecdote in the show. That Bank of America looked at the bond market going back to the founding of the country, and we've never had a bear market – bear market in the bond market this bad. And obviously it has all, everything to do with the interference in the bond market we've had over the last two decades uh, by the central bank. So in the yields in the treasury market, the six-month treasury yields 5.53 percent, a one-year Treasury 5.42, a 10-year settled on Friday at about 4.92, but it did on Friday morning. The 10-year got above 5% for the first time since 2007, and then a 30-year is 5.08%. Gold traded up 3.5% last week, 1992 an ounce, and oil also traded higher by about 1.5%. At 89 bucks a barrel, I, I am surprised that we haven't seen more of a move uh, in the oil markets relative to what's going on in the Middle East. But that could be coming if this continues to escalate. So, uh, as I mentioned, the big news for markets continues to be the move straight up in interest rates. I mean, it's funny, you know, the Fed obviously started r- raising rates, but the bond market is now. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I don't think what the Fed. Uh, is doing the bond market is sort of taken over and you know maybe the bond vigilantes that Ed Yardani coined that term in the 90s that um, they're going to actually force the government's hand and some fiscal responsibility uh, you know they can't the Republicans can't even get a speaker elected so I'm not overly optimistic um, and I'll repeat again you know our country is very dependent on having two strong parties, both a Democratic and a Republican party. It is good for our country for that to be true. Uh, and the Republicans in the House really, 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 come on, get it together. This is getting ridiculous. I mean, of course, the optimistic case, though, especially with the long end, is that you know investors are repricing, you know, adopting better growth expectations into the future. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the supply... Ooh, that's the su- not what the bond vigilantes think. The supply thing is, I think, definitely a problem, too. But. You mean like in 2050? <laughs> <laughs> when's, when's this good growth coming? I would love to know. Well, I, I mean, the GDP now, five and a quarter. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, so Powell spoke last week uh, at the Economic Club in New York, and the headline really coming out of that was um, he still thinks inflation is still too high, or it's still too high, and that lower economic growth is needed to bring down the inflation, uh, a.k.a. a recession. Um, He said the central bank is resolute in getting back to the 2% CPI number. So, um, you know, he is saying what Josh, he's saying in it in code, what Josh and I have been saying uh, in plain English that, you know, historically, whenever we've had inflation this far above average, uh, the only thing that's killed it going back through time has been a recession and i don't know why this time i mean there's going to be different there's so much ambiguity to it because the messaging over the last week and a half has also been around this idea of the bond market doing the work for them well the, and the, so the, the fed doesn't have to keep going i mean if the interest rates keep going up in the bond market it'll do, it'll, it'll, it'll do, do all the, the work i mean yeah. I, I would say that you know with a 10 year above five percent a 30 year mortgage above eight percent so it's 8.03 percent on friday um, you know, that probably is enough to be recessionary where we are now. I mean, I, I think we're probably getting to some level of restrictive interest rate situation when you look at what the yield is on credit or what the interest is on credit cards and, and anything that you're financing. And so Josh made a good point on our e-news last week. You know, one of the reasons that this interest rate increase takes so long to filter through the economy, whether it be the Fed doing it or the bond market, is that, you know, 
we don't buy all of us out listening to the show right now. You don't buy big ticket items that are financed on a monthly, quarterly, or even sometimes annual basis. You know, you're not buying washing machines. A lot of people finance washer and dryer. A lot of people obviously finance cars or a house. And and so all of these big ticket items that most people finance aren't bought that often. And so when people go out and they do go to, you know, when you go buy a car now and you're paying almost 10% where your credit card debt now is north of 20%, that's why it takes a long, long time uh, to go through the economy. And the bulk of the hikes, you know, remember last July of 2022 is when they started three quarters of a percentage point at a time, three meetings in a row, and we're still a month away from, you know, the back half of that. And it's 18 months, you know, is the the math as far as when it starts to be felt. So it's really the next six months that are going to be, uh, I think, you know, determinative of how much the consumer actually feels it. But we're sort of in this situation where good economic data like this week with the stronger than objective jobs and the great retail sales data, market treats that as bad news because it means rates are going to keep going up. Uh, and bad news is, of course, interpreted as bad news. So at least in the near term, I don't think there's a lot of wins for investors. Yeah, I mean, like Josh mentioned, the, the consumer, you know, with, with unemployment as low as it is, the consumer is still a juggernaut because retail sales came in way better than expected. And so if you look at 70% of GDP, 70% of the U.S. economy is consumer spending. And while people are still employed, whether they're doing it on credit uh, or not, they're still spending money. And so um, that is really the only thing that is holding this economy up is the structural problems we're seeing in the labor market with all these baby boomers retiring. Uh, that is literally what is keeping the economy afloat is baby boomer spending is up year over year. And then more people are employed than normal at this point in the cycle. I mean, we are pretty far into the cycle and people are still employed. When you look at all the rest of the economic data, you would think unemployment would be north of 6%. But here we are sub 4%. So it's interesting times. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to go over a a memo written by a guy named uh, Howard Marks. He writes them about quarterly for his clients, but it's called Sea Change. You're going to want to stick around for this. It's a good one. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Today, I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and my fur babies. Pets allowed. 
Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. <laughs> the leaves are changing color and the woods are calling. Ooh, quite a hike. It's hunting season. Elk are nature's majestic royalty. They've been hunted for thousands of years for food, fur, antlers, and more. Nothing wasted, everything treasured, even their teeth. Unbelievable. These teeth are one of the last sources of ivory available to us. Elk ivories have a ringed mocha color that resembles the rings of a tree. Whether you're a hunter or not, the beautiful soft shades of elk ivories create a sense of warmth and a bond with these incredible animals. Come see our elk ivory collection in silver or gold. Or use your ivories to make something of your own at Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center on 5th and Fur in Redmond. Hi, I'm Leslie for Osteostrong of Bend. I am living proof that you can reverse your osteoporosis. I started with OsteoStrong in 2018, and as of my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. But I'm not quitting. I'm sticking with the program to keep building bone and to stay strong. OsteoStrong can help you with so many health concerns. I highly recommend them. Google OsteoStrong of Bend or give them a call. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better with OsteoStrong of Bend. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career. Accredited, acclaimed, effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Uh, if you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, give us a call. The number here is 8. 7430988 or you can always email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com so it, there's an old axiom in the investment business that uh, the more risk you take the higher your returns are going to be you're going to be compensated for taking higher risk with higher returns and not all risk is rewarded and I wanted to give uh, some examples because our industry the financial services industry so people that do what Josh and I do um, they sort of live by that and they like they allocate money based on that, even if it doesn't make sense. Like if you look at the environment and you say, you know, this doesn't make sense for me to do this, they do it anyway. Um, and so um, I'll give you two examples. In May of 2006, 
gold was all the rage. It had had gone up 155% in the prior five years. The same thing was happening in the housing market. Uh, Over the prior five years, the housing market was up about 80%. So investors started looking around and they said, well, we're bullish on gold and housing. Uh, And they looked everywhere to make sort of that levered bet. And so two new ETFs were born uh, in that period to meet the demand. Gold miners, uh, the symbol was GDX, and U.S. home construction, symbol ITB. Uh, So over the next 16 years, let's look at what happened. Volatility, so how much those two securities went up and down, uh, was significantly higher than the market overall, like by double. (laughs) Um, And uh, so you would think when you're going to buy something that is going to have more volatility, your return should be better. Uh, Well, that didn't happen. The S&P over that 16-year period uh, averaged 9.4% a year versus 3.4% for home construction and a negative return for the gold miners ETF. So th- the story is an important one for a few reasons. It serves a reminder there's no guarantees in markets. You are owed absolutely nothing by simply buying a security uh, and certainly not at a minimum level re- level of return. So just because something is riskier doesn't mean the returns are going to be better. Uh, second, no big reward comes without risk. That doesn't mean that all big risks are rewarded. To the contrary, uh, the riskiest individual stocks are the ones that go to zero. Lehman Brothers, Enron, WorldCom, those ring a bell. Uh, and as we've seen, higher higher risk industries can underperform for long periods of time. Uh, you know, you go back to the Nifty 50. There was all this institutional money that thought, look, we have to buy these stocks. These these companies are the, and the return uh, essentially for the group was down about 90 percent in 73, 74. Um, and so the, what it does, what it does is it tells us we need to diversify. Right. Because if you're going to have losers in there, if you have a diversified portfolio, your winners are going to help uh, with those losers. So. Just just remember that, and, and hopefully your advisor knows that, that not all risk is rewarded. Um, you know, like buying a house in Bend, Oregon right now, I would say your chances of make, making meaningful money on that purchase price over the next decade or 15 years is pretty small relative to inflation. And so I know there's people in the real estate business screaming at the radio, but, you know, when you, when you look at affordability in the housing market and where rates are and where they're probably going to stay, that is going to be very influential. So... Understand when you're taking risk, not all risk is rewarded with a higher return. People don't look at it the, in, this, in the light of thinking that what's going to be the catalyst to drive rates materially lower? You got me. I mean, unless the Fed chickens out. You know, if you think that there's an economic calamity around the corner, then yes, absolutely, interest rates are going to be lower. But, but that's not going to drive house prices higher. <laughs> correct. I mean, that's why it all comes back to this idea of like, if you think that the economy is going to maintain relative resiliency, that means that rates have probably found, you know, we're marginally restrictive, whatever, but you're not going back to the world that you thought existed. The only way we go back there is that we have a, a global financial crisis or a big recession and then the Fed has to cut and then rates do go lower. But think about that environment. Like house prices are coming down, stock prices are coming down, people are losing their jobs. So it's not a bull market in the housing market. The only so. way that real cuts come is like a material spike in unemployment. But it would be very material from here. It, yeah. That's More than I, doubling. But that's what I mean is <laughs> – yeah. That's not that's not a dynamic that's supportive of in- price increases. All right, let's talk about so Howard Marks uh, runs Oak Tree 
capital. Oak Tree is uh, distressed debt investors. It's just, it's just big on the West Coast, the biggest distressed debt uh, investor on the West Coast. Uh, and he has a fabulous track record. He's been doing this. Uh, he's been running money distressed debt since the 60s. Um, and so he has a lot of experience. Um, and, you know, we did this on our e-news last week. And he said, he, he put this out there and he said, if we asked every investor, so professional investors, retail investors, every, everybody in between, what the most consequential uh, thing was for the markets over the last 35 or 40 years, what impacted the markets the most? What was the most consequential thing? And, you know, people would say things like the global financial crisis, uh, the you know, tech, tech, tech telecom yeah. media bubble, 1987. Uh, um, but he said you know, those were important things and they influenced markets, but nothing comes close to the 2,000 basis point decline in interest rates, in the Fed funds rate. So, you know, Fed funds rate was essentially 20% uh, in the early 80s, and it came all the way down to zero. And so nothing influenced asset prices, houses, commodities, stocks, bonds. Nothing influenced those things more than that decline in interest rates. Uh, and so it wasn't straight down, you know, they're just like this one isn't going to be straight up. Um, and so that is by far the most influential uh, thing that we saw over the last 40 years. And Josh and I wholeheartedly, and so does Howard Marks, and Howard Marks has forgotten more things than Josh and I will ever know. Um, he believes that this is a sea change, that that has changed, that about 18 months ago, 20 months ago, that rates bottom, and now uh, we're, we're on this next steady move higher for the next probably three decades plus, where rates are going to go higher. And so that doesn't mean as an investor you can't make money, that there are not places you can allocate money that uh, you will make money. And it just means you need to think much harder about where you're going. You know, the last 40 years, you just put money in, whether it's long bonds or house, houses or commercial real estate or, you know, you name it, it went up because risk assets did well in a declining and, rate environment. And most importantly is you got the more leverage you employed, the better you did. And leverage being almost free uh, you know, whether you were an individual investor or a C-suite executive, like adding leverage to the balance sheet of a business made a lot of sense. Yeah, it was, you know, you got, you got rewarded for, for indebtedness. Just like in the housing market, you could put 3% down, but the house went up, and so your, your equity in the house went up without you doing anything. We all are, know that person that, you know, built a rental empire on the back of taking equity out of the previously appreciated home and rolling it into the new one. So we think that that period is over. Uh, it, it also means, so for you baby boomers, for most of the people that listen to the show, that's a really good thing because you're now going to be able to return, get a return on your safe assets. We think that you're going to, people are going to have a higher allocation to bonds, like a, a, not just treasuries, but corporates and high yields because the returns are going to be meaningful. But it's also going to mean you're going to do your credit research. You're going to have to own businesses that do, you know, generate free cash flow, all that stuff. That's really important. You know, Josh and I were joking too, when we did before the e-news, we, we were thinking about all the technology businesses that exist today that wouldn't have if we had a different interest rate environment. And, and Companies they, like Twitter and Tesla and all these businesses literally wouldn't exist today without that backdrop. Well, and this shift in capital allocation is going to take years to play out. And I think that it's going to happen in fits and starts. And you look at just, you know, the non-profitable tech basket at one point year to date in the middle of the summer was up 60%. And now it's mean reverted and basically back to where the S&P was. But uh, this is a trend that as there's increasing awareness of what's going on. Uh, it's going to take years to play out. But as Wayne Gretzky said, skate to where the puck is going to be, not where it is now. We'll be right back.
Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. About 100 years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the close. Closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or anytime in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. It was 1985. Population was about 20,000. We were just a little mountain town and weren't famous yet. Shopping options were slim. That's when Central Oregon's Food for Less came along. Local Lakers Marketplace. All along, we were supporting local schools and organizations, donating food and money to support those around us, and doing our best to provide food for less. Our philosophy has always been to listen to our customers and provide the goods and products you want. Like more organics and natural foods, a better selection of local products, and acres of fresh produce with a major organic component. Today, we're still a mountain town. We are famous. And while our names changed, it's still the same local ownership and the same ever-evolving selection of products. Central Oregon's Food Store. Local Lakers Marketplace. Cascade Village Shopping Center, Bend. Can you tell me the traditional gift for our 61st anniversary? Well, I know the 50th is gold, but I don't think there is a traditional 61st anniversary gift. Well, there is now, and it's green. As in, save a ton of greenbacks during the 61st anniversary sale at Wilson's of Redmond? Saving money is a great tradition. For Wilson's 61st anniversary, we've negotiated exceptional discounts from our manufacturers. We're talking huge savings on Stressless, the most comfortable furniture on the planet. Big green discounts on fully customized Amish handcrafted furniture from Country Classic Collection. Leather Italia, Flex Steel, and Southern Motion. Save up to $1,100 on heirloom luxury mattresses, too. Free delivery and special no interest financing available. See store for details. At Wilson's of Redmond. Sale ends October 31st. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local for 61 years. Hey, you're up next. 
Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. A lot of schools talk about training the cybersecurity workforce of the future, but do they really deliver? My Computer Career has been supplying the IT workforce with thousands of skilled, certified pros for 15 years. Train with the experts in support, networking, or cybersecurity and start your career in months, not years. Upskill even faster. On campus or live online, qualified students may get financial aid, including the GI Bill. My Computer Career. Accredited. Acclaimed. Effective. Take the free career evaluation at mycomputercareer.edu. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets and how it affects our clients' money, but you don't have to be a client to get added to that list. So if you want to be added to our e-news list, we send that out via email. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, so Redfin put this out last week. It's pretty uh, a little bit scary, actually. Um, so a U.S. home buyer now needs to earn a record $115,000 a year to afford the median price home for sale in the United States. That's an increase of 53% in the last three years. And, and when I say affordable, means a home buyer spends no more than 30% of their income on monthly mortgage payments. Um, it is crazy how unaffordable the housing market has become because, you know, I was looking on Friday at um, median house prices in Central Oregon, and then, believe it or not, year over year, they're up. They're up slightly. Sisters was the only market in Central Oregon that was down a little bit. There, ben went from 725 to 750 but so Ben, it's even worse. But, you know, when you think about interest rates at 8% on a 30-year mortgage and house prices still increasing nationally, um, it is unbelievable to think uh, how unaffordable housing is for most Americans. And there's a whole generation that could be like, we can't afford a house. Like, the, what's the generation behind you, underneath yours? Gen Z. Gen Z. So there's some of Josh's generation and Gen Z that um, are going to be excluded from buying a house because they're going to have to make so much just to buy, like, a fixer-upper. Uh, you know, Central Oregon is even more skewed, but nationally the problem is real. And so I guess the problem can be fixed one of two ways. Interest rates could come down, right? But hopefully if inter- the, the, the forces that cause interest rates to come down, you might lose your job. Uh, or house prices can come down, and I happen to think, I know it's not a popular belief, but I happen to, th- and I own a house, right? But I happen to think house prices will come is the more like coming down is the more likely outcome. The, the demographic, fi- I mean, there's we're still running like what a f- close to five million structural shortage uh, relative to average after the financial crisis, just because so many people left that industry and home building declined so precipitously. But uh, the demographic fix takes too long. It, with you know that transition and baby boomers downsize whatever else, so it's just I think there's going to be like serious serious political angst over the over the next decade as a result of people unable to participate in the latter. 
As opposed to the, I mean, it's smooth sailing in Washington right now. <laughs> no, no, I just mean pol serious political angst from like people that can't, know, afford a house. can't afford a house, and that's kind of how you feel attached to society is. Well, don't worry, that, and... that realtor lobby in Washington will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we got a question. Somebody called us at 877-670-7117. Yeah, I've been listening to your show for quite a while, and... Uh... You talk about treasury bill rates uh, pretty early in the show. I was just curious, uh, are those rates secondary market rates or are those right from treasury direct? We'll keep listening. Thanks a lot. Uh, so that's a good question. So what what, in, what he's talking about is in the beginning of the show, we go through different, like a six-month, one-year, a 10-year, and a 20-year um, treasury, and we talk about what the rates are. So that's... Those are the rates on the bonds that in that duration that are trading that day, where they're trading without any markups. Uh, so I guess, you know, Treasury Direct is, I don't know that it's 100% efficient, but it's probably the closest thing. So it's it's the rate that the, you know, that, mar so a set, let's say a seven-year Treasury without a markup of a broker-dealer or a custodian that they're charging. Um, it, it's it's sort of the rate without any markups on it. So um, it also sometimes is, you know, the at-issue uh, yield. Uh, but most bonds, because the Treasury market is so big and so relatively efficient, there's not a lot of arbitrage that can happen in there. Most Treasuries of a, uh, that have a certain duration, the yields are going to be really, really similar. Um, in the primary market now in the in the secondary market you know you can look at six different custodians you could look at like ibk uh fidelity schwab lpl you know vanguard and the yield for the same duration bond is going to be dramatically different and it's sometimes it has to do with somebody's liquidity needs so an institution or an individual that has to liquidate um some of their treasury positions uh might be willing to take, uh, you know, offer a better yield to the buyer or and take a lower price. And so, the secondary market is where there's some more mispricing. It's not dramatic like you see in the corporate bond market, um, but you know the, the 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 treasury market's pretty darn efficient, and it's usually if you know some basis points, ten basis points or so uh, difference. Um, but when you you know, I guess in some cases there can be more than 10 basis points depending on how how big a position or small position is or how much liquidity somebody needs but treasury market's pretty darn darn efficient um uh this question came actually uh on our on youtube it was on our um when we did our last e-news and i thought we should probably address it cuz it's a good one uh this comes from dave dave says always enjoy your show the market fears uncertainty correct dave uh human beings human being the market doesn't human beings fear uncertainty, whether it be in the market or anything else. Uh, he says there's a war new war in the Middle East that could grow into something more regional. What would be your advice to investors if the situation becomes increasingly unstable? Uh, so, Dave, uh, I don't know how old you are, um, but, you know, if you let's say you're 50. So I'm 47. Um, tell me, you know, tell me when there hasn't been conflict in the Middle East in my lifetime. There, It's always been a thing, right? So, you know, let's, let's go look back at this. Since the founding of this country, we've had a civil war. We've had two giant world wars. I mean, we we've had lots of wars, right? And in, in, around the world, um, I guess the big concern is that the next big war will be the war to end wars. But the next one will be the end of humanity as we know it. So who cares about your money and your market, right? Uh, and so, 
you know, this is not unique. There's nothing unique about what's happening right now. I'm sure if, if I lived in Gaza or in Israel, I would think definitely differently. Um, but what's happening right now as it relates to markets is not unique. I mean, we've been here before. We will be here again. And so, again, if you listen to our show, it's time in markets, which is how you make money, not trying to time the market. So you're sort of making the implication, Dave, that we should be thinking about doing something as it relates to, you know, wars in Ukraine or wars in Israel. Um, but what are you going to do? I mean, what, what would you do? You'd say, okay, I'm going to get out of the market because it's going to be, and, may, and maybe for a while you'll look smart because the market could go down another 20%. But then Dave, what do you have to do? You have to get back in the market. And then what are you going to wait for when things are better and the market's up a hundred percent and you get back in the market at a price higher than where you got out? Because that's how everybody does it. And so Dave, I'm not trying to, to be a jerk. I'm just saying that this is this, we hear this all the time from our clients and, and the investing public. It is the reason I know that markets aren't efficient because we get questions like this that infer, and, and Dave, just so you know, the, the financial media is encouraging you to do something, is encouraging you to think this way because that's how they talk on TV. Uh, it, if Jack Bogle, the guy who started Vanguard, was still alive, if you listen to him, he, he would never talk that way. If you listen to Warren Buffett, he would never talk that way. Dave, the only thing that I would tell you to do that might be different is that if we do get a sell-off, buy more. Put more money to work. Use that as an opportunity. Dave, when you go to the, to the department store with your, with your wife or your significant other, when things are on sale, you're at, you're, you, that's, you like that, right? When well, you go to the grocery store, things are on sale. Right. You like that. When stocks are on sale, nobody buys them. That classic Rothschild you know, buy when there's blood in the streets is totally applicable here. And you know, the deriv second derivative conclusion is crazy, too, because it's – yields went down because of maybe Middle Eastern strife, which gave a temporary respite to stock. So it's, you know, even if you knew the news, you can't trade it. And it's all about being invested and letting compounding continue to work for you. Yeah. I mean, Dave, what it comes down to is if you think about, forget the market, what is, what is in the market, right? Companies like Nike, Amazon, Google, Costco. Do you think this Sunday there's going to be a shorter line at Costco because there's a war in the Middle East? Of course not. Do you think that because there's a war in the Middle East that three years from now that Costco and Nike are not going to be making more money? Of course not. And so earnings drive stock prices. Earnings drive the valuation of all business. Dave, if you own a, a small business, Northwest Quadrant, our business is worth more if we make more money. The same is true for every company in the market. And over time, even with wars and political unrest and all that, companies make more money. Their stock prices go up based on earnings. And so the rest, Dave, is absolutely noise. It sucks and it's awful. Uh, but as it relates to your investing life, just ignore it. Remember what is in the market and what drives stock prices. All right. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. A little box will pop up and you will you can get added to that list. When we come back, it's getting close. We're in the fourth quarter. We're going to talk about some year-end investment planning. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
can feel it in the air. Mother Nature is changing things up at Kendall Toyota of Bend. We're on board with changing things up with a great deal on a new Toyota. With new incentives, save thousands on new Toyota trucks and SUVs. We have some limited deals that are sure to go fast. Save over $3,300 off MSRP on a new 2023 Toyota Tundra SR5 4x4. Don't wait. With only two available at this price, they won't last long. Get in on savings of $2,000 off MSRP on a new 2023 Toyota Tacoma with only one available at this price. Between our expanding inventory and the deals, change things up with a new Toyota and save at Kendall Toyota of Bend. Stop by today or get started at toyotaofben.com. Kendall, let's start something great. In number PX117903 and PM594441. Inventory accurate as of 10923. Credit score 700 or higher may be required to qualify. All financing under credit price does not include title registration tax, $115 admin fee, or $35 electronic filing fee. Offer valid 10523 through 103123. Hello and happy fall. It's Mike from Highline Homes. And fall does mean it's time to fall in love all over again with your home. If you're not feeling the love for your home, consider building with Highline Homes. Highline was a great fit for us. I enjoyed how I got to be involved in the construction of our home while not having the responsibility or stress of doing it all myself. Our custom stick-built homes are built from the ground up on your dream property, under warranty with snug-as-a-bug features like Milgard windows and a rooftop system that protects against the elements like snow, rain, wind, and sun. And we think reviews that we get from many satisfied Highline Homes customers say it best. We had a very positive experience dealing with the Highline team. Highline Homes approved lenders have 100% financing offers, so your down payment doesn't have to be an obstacle like it might be with other options. If it's time to find out more about what Highline Homes can do for you and your family, go to HighlineHomes.com for floor plans, virtual tours, and more. That's HighlineHomes.com. Oregon CCB 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot, on time, right. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual, on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. It's 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment, give us a call 877-670-7117. You can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So boomers, man, we, we are, as a country, we are 
so thankful for you, you all. I mean, w- what we really need is for you all to come back to work because uh, not only do you show up for work, you're usually not hungover, you're not, not high, um, but you actually work when you're at work and, and you don't, you're not um, insubordinate and all those other things that Josh's generation and my generation <laughs> is. Uh, so boomers, we appreciate you. And, but now I have proof that we, we should be appreciating you even more. So I'm going to stop yelling at you when you're driving slow on the parkway or anywhere else in Ben. I'll, I'll, I'll promise I'll be nicer. They're the um, blessed, blessed generation. They got lived through Pox Americana. Now, now that you own everything, yields have gone up. Well, most, so most consumers are obviously pulling back, but the baby boomer generation is spending more than ever before. Americans age 65 and uh, older now make up a record 22% of overall spending in the U.S. economy. That's up from just 15% of overall spending in 2010. Um, and that obviously is far in excess of their population, which is 15%. So keep it up. U.S. consumers older than 60 reported spending 8% more than a year ago. So why are they spending more? Well, Josh alluded to it because they are comparatively much better off than subsequent generations having purchased their home before two twin housing bubbles and their balance sheet is actually better better off with rising rates uh, because most of them don't have any debt and they own everything. And so uh, they're getting a, finally a return on their money. Um, a record 28% of U.S. household wealth is now held by Americans that are 70 and older. And the only thing that worries me about that is that those people are going to die and they're going to give it to Josh's generation. And guess what's going to happen then? They're going to make it rain at strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, it's like 70, 70 plus trillion uh, that's going to pass in the next 20, 25 years or so. Uh, it is Maybe. a very large uh, inheritance. And, of course, you know, the federal government uh, is going to benefit Take their pretty slice. dramatically from that as well. But uh, Baby boomers, we need you to live forever. And actually, not only do we need you to live forever, but can you come back to work? <laughs> Because people that have replaced you don't want to work, and they don't show up on time, and they're just not dependable. So if you're a baby boomer, and you ha- can you come back to work? Because we really need you. I know you believe less in the demographic thing, but... Uh, you well, because I've heard about the demographic thing since I've been in the business. It's just one of those... It's a stupid fallacy. It's, uh, you know, that wealth transfer is... You should the, write a book. Uh, well, I mean... You, a great wealth transfer by Josh Finelli. <laughs> there's plenty of books about it. <laughs> yeah. And they're all... They're all look, look at the predictions of them. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Just stick to Buffett and Howard Marks and you'll be fine. Okay, so it's the fourth quarter, right? Last I checked. Are coming up on your end, and so uh, there's always something you should be thinking about. Hopefully, you're, if you an advisor, have an advisor these, that your advisor is doing this for you, uh, we're always uh, thinking about this. So here's some things you need to be thinking about into your end. First, rebalance your portfolio. Um, so there's a good chance because stocks have sold off so much that your, uh, your stock allocation is lower than where you would normally want it to be. So you're going to be, if you rebalance right now, you're going to be selling bonds and buying stocks. Remember, buy low, sell high. Um, Think about this is this is a really important one, and I can't believe this isn't done more. Um, you know, we, this we started doing this about three weeks ago, and we'll do it into year end. But in your taxable investment accounts, so your taxable brokerage accounts, you should be doing tax loss harvesting, right? So you should be going in there and saying, okay, where do I have losers that I can sell to offset my winners? So your goal with your taxable brokerage account is to get your tax liability to zero, as close to zero as you can get it. Remember, if you have actively managed mutual funds in there, which a lot of you do, unfortunately, uh, they kick off capital gains in December. And so you might think, oh, I'm fine. I don't have anything to worry about. And then, blam, in December, you're hit with 
$40,000 in capital gains from your, uh, from your mutual funds that you actively manage mutual funds. So do your tax loss harvesting. Remind your financial advisor to go into your account and do the tax loss harvesting. It's really, really important because it's last I checked, your returns, all the only returns that matter are your after-tax returns. Um, uh, the next one is make sure you're on track to maximize your retirement plan contributions. So in 2023, they increased the retirement uh, plan contribution amounts for all the retirement, simple SEPs, 401ks, uh, HSAs. And so uh, a lot of people have their contributions set uh, to max out, but they might have set that a year and a half ago or two years ago, and the contribution limits increased. And so make sure that you are on track and you can adjust your contribution amount to make sure you're on track to max out your contribution for those plans. So your your health savings accounts and any of your retirement accounts, all of the all of the contribution amounts have increased. Make sure you're on track to max those out. Um, also, same thing with your IRAs. Make sure you're on track to max out your IRAs. Make sure you understand uh, if you you know if you can contribute to a Roth or your income is too high. Or also, if you are one of those people that can contribute to a traditional IRA and have it be tax deductible, because there are income limits on those. Uh, another big one that we have people look at, you know, every couple of years. But this, if you haven't done this in a while, review. Your beneficiaries on anything with a beneficiary designation, so life insurance policies, annuity policies, uh, 401ks, any retirement account is going to have a beneficiary designation. So make sure the beneficiaries on your accounts are actually the people that you want the money to go to. You don't want to have your life insurance proceeds or an IRA or a 401k go to an ex-spouse because your new spouse will not appreciate it. I promise it's happened before. So make sure you're reviewing your beneficiary designations. And for those of you that, that think that, you, you, you know, I'm, I have a will. I don't have to worry about it. Beneficiary designation supersedes the will. So your will can say my IRA assets go to my kids. Uh, but if your beneficiary designation IRA on your IRA goes, says it goes to your ex-spouse, it's going to go to your ex-spouse. So beneficiary designations supersede the will. So don't think your will uh, covers it all. Um, also, people should be thinking about uh, uh, converting some of their traditional retirement assets to a Roth. You want to do that in conjunction with your financial advisor and your accountant. Um, but you know, if you can convert some of your retirement assets to a Roth and not get a big tax hit, that's something you should consider. Uh, but make sure if you're going to do it, you're paying the taxes that you're going to owe, uh, not from the retirement assets, but from a taxable account, from a savings account or something of the sort. Um, and, and there's a lot of reasons to, to think about a Roth conversion I'm not going to get into, but uh, you can call our office if you want to talk about that more. Uh, I would also consider, you know, with my kids consider a Roth IRA because that power of compounding is huge. And so if they have earned income from a summer job, uh, they can contribute up to the amount they made. So let's say they made 6000 bucks last summer. They can put 6000 bucks in a Roth IRA, and it's something you should consider. Uh, look at your uh, charitable giving. If you're in the retired minimum dis- required minimum distribution phase of your life uh, and you're charitably inclined uh, and you don't need your RMD amount, your required minimum distribution, you can do something that's called a qualified charitable ju- distribution, QCD. If you give it that money from your IRA directly to a charity, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Uh, another thing you can do is you, you, you might have highly appreciated stock, a bunch of highly appreciated stock. You can gift that highly appreciated stock and the chari- you won't have to pay taxes uh, and the charity just sells it and doesn't have to pay taxes. So uh, also you could consider gifting if you're in the, you know, you have a bunch of money, you can consider gifting uh, to the people that you want to get those gifts. So that is sort of some of the stuff that you need to be thinking about year end. Hopefully your advisor is doing it for you uh, if you have one. All right, if you'd like to take one of us up 
on a free retirement review. One of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, give our office a call to get one of those scheduled. Number here is 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. We come back and talk about high yield bonds. Yeah, Mike Milken, stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 